Oh, we are dancing today. I am dancing in the big band comfort zone. And I did say dancing in the comfort zone. We are going to dance in the discomfort zone on today's podcast, but today it is sunny. It is beautiful. And I've been waiting for this moment for about five months. (laughs) It has been a rough winter for me up here in Northern Michigan, so much so that I decided to dance in my own discomfort zone and move south. I am moving south this summer uh, because Winter and I, we've just decided to break up. And uh, it's really kind of cool because as I think about this move, I think about, you know, why I'm moving. And this is the first time I've ever had the opportunity to move just because I want to live somewhere else. And people are like, oh, do you have work down there? And I'm like, no, it's warm. And they look at me funny. They're like, do you have friends and family down there? I'm like, no, it's warm. And they think I'm crazy. Now, the fact is I will have work down there because I have work everywhere. My work isn't where I live. The other thing is that um, I do have friends and some family down there, distant family, but I do have friends down there, a ton of friends, some of whom I haven't even met yet. So as I think about this move, I think about something that makes everybody dance in the discomfort zone in a big way. Trust. I am having to trust that this is the right decision. I'm having to trust that I'm going to be able to find a place to live, that I'm going to be able to make friends, that I'm going to be able to uh, enjoy it and like it and make a lo- the lifestyle that I want, right? So I'm moving here purely because I want a different lifestyle. And I need to trust that this decision in this location that I've chosen is going to be the right one. And uh, that's scary. And trust, as I thought about it, comes up in a lot of different ways in life. And sort of, I I was able to quickly think about four different areas where I have had, or somebody that I know and love has had to trust. And so I wanted to dance in the discomfort zone with you today and talk about trust and talk about Sometimes the importance of letting go of known, letting go of control, just trusting your gut or trusting the research that you've done up to this point and realizing that, okay, I can't learn anymore now. I have to just go. There's going to be stuff that I don't know. And it's scary because I don't want to mess it up. Um, So uh, this move was the first example of trust where I'm trusting that this is going to work out to be what I want. Right. I've done a lot of research and I've, I went there and I looked at it with the whole, do I want to live here eyes? And I think from the research that I've done online and asking friends and running around the neighborhoods and stuff, I think it's going to work out, but there's going to be a point where I have to say, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's see. Um, and let's start taking the steps to actually make this move happen. Um, and so that's one area where I'm trusting that I hope this works, you know, and we do this a lot in life. Another time that I thought of trust recently, I met a, just one of my best friends. We met in 2002 and we did our first marathon for the train to end stroke marathon training slash fundraising group. And ever since then, we've done races all over the country and had, she's just a dear, dear friend of mine. She was turning 60 this year and we were meeting up in New Hampshire to do a half marathon. Now, as I said, this winter has been rough on me and I 
didn't train. And it's funny because we were at about mile six and she said, so how long was your longest training run for this? And she and I had gotten together when I was in Baltimore, where she lives over New Year's Eve. And we'd done a five and a half or six mile run together. And I said, how long was that run we did in January? She goes, that was your only training run. (laughs) And so going into this race and going into this race weekend where 15 of us were meeting up in New Hampshire to celebrate her. And I was the only one running this half marathon with her. My training was bad to sit, to be kind. It was terrible. I didn't do any, I walked, but I mean, I, I didn't train now. I've done a lot of half marathons and I've done a lot of marathons. I've done a lot of distance running. So my body kind of knows the process. My brain knows the process. My brain knows good pain versus bad pain. Um, but I broke my ankle last July and I haven't really run except that run with Lori <laughs> in since then. And I've been sitting on my butt this whole pandemic. So the thought of going and running 13 miles was daunting. And a few times I was like, and maybe the smart thing to do is to not do this. And what I finally said to myself was, okay, go stay with Lori as much as you can trust that your body will remember and your brain will remember and trust that your judgment will be there to say, it's time to stop. It's time to walk or it's time to pull out altogether, but let's start it and see what we can do. And not knowing the outcome, not knowing if I was going to be able to stay with her, which ultimately was what I desperately wanted, though that didn't convince me in the moment to get out and go running. I had to trust that I would be able to make the right decisions in that moment and start. And we ended up running the whole thing together and actually maintaining a pretty good pace. And we had a blast. And I was thrilled to be able to stay with my friend on her 60th half marathon, 60th birthday half marathon celebration and to be there for her. So that trust worked out really, really well. Now, another area where trust kind of has sort of come into this whole thing is for my business. I have been leveling up and deciding that I want to do bigger things because sometimes you have to make that decision of what am I going to say no to? And as we think about time management, as we think about priority management, as we think about work-life balance and trying to weigh the good and the bad, sometimes we got to think about, you know, weigh what we want to spend our time on and where we need to say no, weigh what's important and what's not. We need to really understand what are our priorities? What are we trying to achieve? And for me, in order to achieve what I'm trying to achieve with my business, I need to say no to some things. I need to start understanding and making it very clear to myself what I need to say no to. And that can be so scary, right? I have to trust that saying no to some money-making opportunities will help me build more of the more aligned, more valuable, more fulfilling business opportunities that I can really bring myself to in a really, really good way. And I need to trust that that's going to be a good decision. I still don't know. Signs are pointing to that it's working out really, really well, but I'm still in the dark. And still, every time I have to say no to something that's lesser money or that's less aligned that I'm like, I don't really want to do that. 
I have to trust that the other more aligned, more fulfilling, more lucrative opportunities are going to be there, right? And so as you think, if you're an entrepreneur thinking about, okay, what do I need to say no to in order to say yes to the the things I really want to do that I can really bring myself to? If you're working on work-life balance, it's important to say, what am I going to say no to so I can fully give to the things that I'm there for? And think about why is it so hard to say no to those things? Well, because I don't want to let people down or I don't want to say no to money, you know, or I don't want to say no to business opportunities. Okay. But to be able to trust that that's going to open up the opportunity to really show up for your priorities is huge. So trust comes in there, right? We need to trust in that unknown and saying no to things we've said yes to in the past so we can open ourselves to those big priorities. So that's another area where trust comes in. So think about that because work-life balance is a huge factor in people's lives right now as we're maybe returning to the office, as we're maybe you know coming out of this pandemic saying, what do I want to take with me back into quote-unquote normal life <laughs> um, from the past? And what don't I, you know? This pandemic has given a lot of us the opportunity to look at what's important, what's not, because we realize how unstable life can be, how many unknowns there actually are. So think about that. What do I need to trust to make sure that I am hitting the big rocks, hitting those big priorities that are really going to make a difference for me, my fulfillment, and my ability to show up for those big responsibilities, like my kids, like this career that I love so much like my health. So I'm energetic and vital as I age. Another area where trust was necessary uh, was yesterday. I did a breathwork class. Now there's something called holotropic breathwork, also known as psychedelic breathwork or neurodynamic breathwork. And basically it's a, I don't know, psychedelic or soul healing journey without any of the psychedelic drugs, right? You're just breathing. And I was wildly curious because some people that I really respected were discovering it and saying they loved it and saying how amazing it was. And I really, really wanted to try it. So got into this breathwork class and there were eight of us. And I think only two or three had done breathwork before. So those three knew what was coming, but the rest of us had no idea. And when you say you're going to go on a psychedelic journey, it's kind of a nerve wracking experience. (laughs) You kind of have to say, okay, person leading this class, I trust you. I trust your competence. I trust your ability to keep me safe. And I'm willing to put myself in your hands. And, and go on this journey. And, and I did go on a journey and it was a really neat experience. It wasn't um, otherworldly. I didn't go back to another um, time of my life and sort of re-experience something like a lot of people do, but I had a very physical experience that had a lot of meaning to me. And I'm glad I trusted Shelly, the person leading the experience to keep me safe. Like I realized that if I didn't believe in her, I wouldn't have kept going as things got weird, (laughs) you know? And it's just like skydiving. I remember waking up the day I was going to go skydiving the first time, freaking out, understandably, because you're jumping out of a plane hurtling towards the ground. And I said to myself, 
I'm going to be strapped to an instructor. That person would not have shown up for work today if this was a bad idea, right? And I had to use that logic that I trust this person. I trust this accredited organization to keep me safe. And so that's another area where trust is really important. And the person that was strapped to my back was a complete stranger. In fact, he didn't even speak English very well. <laughs> and I don't know Shelly very well. I've been to a few of her yoga classes, but like, I don't really know her. So think about that. Where could trust be or lack of trust in a stranger, quote unquote, be keeping you from really experiencing something? Because I love skydiving. It's super fun. I'm thrilled with the breath work. I can't wait to try it again. You know, and so often we put ourselves in the hand of strangers. Obviously, we need to make sure that from a logical standpoint, it makes sense to trust them. But when that is real to be able to say, okay, I trust you, I'm in. And to be able to commit to having that great experience. Now, the last piece of trust that I, as I was thinking this whole thing through, came up with a friend of mine. She has been separated from her spouse for a while and they have decided to give it another try. They've been working on strategies to communicate better and they've made the decision that we need to be together to be able to practice this stuff if we ever are going to be able to implement it in our lives. Now, she has been, she had the divorce papers, you know, in the process. She was living in a different place. She was ready to completely cut ties and be done with this 18 year relationship, which was scary for her. It's also scary, but she felt a lot of relief in that process because she's like, I don't have to deal with the resentment. I don't have to deal with the negativity. I don't have to deal with all that stuff that we created in that relationship. But that core of love was still there. And she said, I need to trust that my spouse is going to act differently. I need to trust that she genuinely wants to be more emotionally available, be more aware. And I, I'm talking for my friend, also want to be there. And in that place where we can really talk and really see each other and accept each other and see those moments where in the past we would have blown up and been shitty to each other. And now we're going to face this differently. And I need to trust that this person that I love is going to show up that way so that my efforts to show up that way are successful. You know, they both have a lot of work to do and they both need to trust in each other, which is a huge piece of the success of relationships, whether it's romantic relationships, work relationships, business partnerships, whatever. We've got to trust that the other person is doing the best they can. Sometimes even when history shows us, don't trust this one. This one will hurt you. This one will, you know, blow up at you. And sometimes trusting in them and saying, okay, we're starting again today for the future. Let's see how this goes. Obviously, she's got an escape plan if things go back to the way they are, but she's all in. She pulled the divorce paper. She said, I'm going to see if I can make, if we can make this work. And there are going to be those moments of trust, of unknown, of fear. I'm sure she was driving back to her marital home 
she thought she was terrified. Is this trust going to be betrayed or are we going to do it? Because think of how rewarding it's going to be if they get beyond this. And a year from now, they're celebrating their re, uh, re getting back together anniversary, right? I totally, that's, I butchered that name, but you know what I mean? Like think of how amazing it will be and how much growth personally, professionally, spiritually, they will both have if they can do this. It's worth the trust if the love's still there, but it's terrifying. And they're both terrified, I'm sure. Can I do this? Will they do this? But as we think about our relationships and our most important relationships of our lives, how much do we need to trust in order to get there? So think about that for yourself. Think about where trust, where you're not trusting and where it might really benefit you to trust and say, all right, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm terrified. I don't like this, but I know it feels right. So I'm going to trust that this is going to turn out the way I want it to. And I'm going to go for it because our brain's always going to tell us all the things that are going to go wrong, all the reasons not to trust, because that voice in our brain is trying to keep us safe. And I, and I've actually named that voice in my brain. Her name is Sally and I'll give Sally a pep talk. I'll be like, Sally, I get it. Yes. All that stuff could happen. And then here's the question that I ask myself to just spend a minute envisioning. If I trust here and I step beyond my fear and I give this a shot, what if it goes right? Spend a little time thinking about that too, because we get so caught up in all the things that could go wrong that often we don't think what could go right. Quick caveat for those of you who are like, well, there's sometimes you have to, you know, just cut the cord because it's time to go. You're absolutely right. But when you've thought about it and you're like, there's still something here, this feels right. I think this is the thing to do. Maybe trusting is the right opportunity. It's a judgment call every time. Absolutely. But sometimes the fear stops us and not the logic, <laughs> not the like, this is a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't trust that you're not going to hit by a car and go play in traffic. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about here. If you were with an abusive spouse and they're still drinking and they're still treating you poorly and sending you rude messages, don't go back. They're not showing any difference in behavior. It's a judgment call. But if it's the fear of the unknown and the need to control everything that's holding you back, maybe trust is the right choice. And remember to ask yourself, what happens if this goes right? Have a great week, everybody. And I'll see you on next week. <laughs>